You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now present the Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. to the Health Hub on Radio Maria Canada, exploring cutting-edge health and wellness information and therapies, helping you to take your health to the next level. I'm your host, Kathy Biasse, and I am a holistic nutritionist and a professional cancer coach. As we continue to move to a more integrative healthcare system, the rise of chiropractic work and its potential for profound positive systemic effect has been apparent, but many of us still do not have a grasp on the breadth and depth of its health benefits. And we take aim at that on today's show with Dr. Glenn Jaffe. Since receiving a Doctor of Chiropractic degree in 2002 from National University of Health Sciences, Dr. Jaffe has owned and operated Jaffe Chiropractic in Charlotte, North Carolina since 2006. Aside from caring for thousands of patients from birth into golden years, Dr. Jaffe has served the chiropractic profession in various capacities over nine years as a member of the North Carolina Chiropractic Association Board, including two years as president. During this time, he was honored by his peers as the 2014 NCCA Member of the Year and NCCA 2001 Doctor of the Year, as well as receiving the Legacy of the Longleaf Pine in 2022, which honors many years of service and effort to the advancement of chiropractic in North Carolina and service to the NCCA. He currently serves on the board for Cairo Congress a national association advocating for chiropractic. Dr. Jaffe, his wife, Tammy, and their two daughters reside in the Charlotte area where they enjoy all the trappings of life in the Carolinas. On the show today, we talk about what chiropractic work is, who can really benefit from it, its systemic effect on health. We talk about the nervous system. A whole lot is covered in this show Please stay tuned with us. We'll be back in just a few minutes to talk with Dr. Jaffe. You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now continue with the program, The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today's show has been pre-recorded, so no opportunity for calling in. Please do follow us on our social sites. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and we are at the Health Hub RMC on all three locations. Dr. Jaffe, welcome to the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you. Yes, wherever you are. Happy, happy day. Um, chiropractic work. Now, this is something you know, we were talking off air a bit, something I've, I've taken much more of an interest in recently. When I was a kid, 
I had chiropractic work done. Um, and I know that it has evolved quite a bit since when I was uh, a kid. Um, but how did you get into this line of work? It seems to be coming a lot more recognized and popular as a method of treatment. How did you find your place? Interestingly enough, um, I was a teenager and started having headaches. And my parents had been chiropractic patients for a long time. And we were finding that we weren't really uh, being able to find anything to help me relieve these headaches. And it was keeping me out of school and affecting my quality of life as a teenager. And um, so they, they decided to take me to their chiropractor. And that was the only thing that really started to make significant difference in the frequency and intensity of the headaches I was having as a teenager. And that was really kind of my first experience uh, firsthand of receiving chiropractic care. And I started to carry that with me throughout uh, the rest of my teenage years. And, and I originally went to, to college and undergrad as uh, a nursing major. I wanted to get into anesthesia. And my mother was a, is a retired nurse anesthetist. And I thought that that was something that would be interesting to me. I'd still be able to care for people and be in the medical field. And, and, um, and, and so I started the, the wheels going for that. And I, I realized that the, the medical model and, and being in that hierarchical ladder was not what I wanted to be. I wanted to be in a position to decide uh, to what to do for the patients. I wanted to be a decision maker. And I was traveling home for American Thanksgiving one year at undergrad and uh, went to go get adjusted my chiropractor at home. And he was asking me how school was going. And I told him that I was not really going to do nursing anymore. I was trying to figure out what to do. And he said, well, have you thought about becoming a chiropractor? And I looked at him and I said, no, I actually... I hadn't even thought about that at all. So we went to lunch. He told me about everything. And, and it really sounded great because my perception of healthcare at that point was still very much in the medical model. My father was a dentist. My mother was a nurse. My grandmother was a nurse. Uh, a lot of family members were dentists and doctors and nurses in my family. So that's, that's all I knew. And uh, I started to get into it and realize that this was really, really what I wanted to do. It was a way to help people, to care for people. It was a, a, a very conservative approach. At the time, I realized that um, drugs and surgery and, and everything else that, that we commonly associate with Western medicine is maybe there is something else there. And, and so I started that journey into school. And, um, and that's kind of how I got started in chiropractic was, you know, my own personal experience. Now, a lot of us get started that way. We have something happen, shift and come into these places. How has chiropractic work evolved since you started as a kid? Because I know I took my daughter to a chiropractor. She was playing soccer. Um, and anyways, I took her to a chiropractor and he was using paddles and things to adjust her. When I went to a chiropractor, it was all hands on. Um, mm -hmm. Has it evolved a lot or was this just a particular chiropractor that used this type of mechanism? I think probably a little of both, but to... The biggest, the easiest way to explain it is that chiropractors generally, we're all trying to accomplish the same thing. It's just that there are very, very uh, numerous ways of, of, of adjusting the spine and, and reducing stress on the body. And that's what, what the individual doctor does. You know, you go to your primary care doctor and you can pretty much expect to give them a prescription or a referral or blood tests very much the same approach. You could go to two different, three different, four different chiropractors and get five different approaches, uh, all trying to accomplish the same thing. But the longer anything exists and the more people have experience with it, the more um, 
the more kind of research happens, the more understanding of things happen, the more best practices come about. And I think in my 20 years of practice, there's been a lot of understanding about um, how the body really works. And we've been able to understand at a higher level, some of the more theoretical things that chiropractic has, has espoused since it started over 125 years ago, but the science, the research is really validating so much of it. And really, ultimately, the nervous system does control and regulate every single thing that happens in the body. And we are able to, to show now quantitatively um, that that is the truth. And the chiropractic adjustment really affects the nervous system. And that really hasn't changed in, in the 125 mm -hmm. plus years that chiropractic has started. The application and the communication of chiropractic has certainly evolved. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that, that people can notice for sure. You're it's okay. So to back up here a bit, you're manipulating the spine and the neck. Is that considered the spine in your world? Yes. Um, but can okay. I correct? I want to correct you with one word. I want manipulating to manipulation versus <laughs> adjustment. So in chiropractic, the way that I practice it is I try and be as extremely specific and the only way to be specific is to, is to use the adjustment. Manipulation, I think, it it, it lends to to maybe a more um, broad approach. Uh, it's not specific. It is is trying to to do something. And you know, manipulation in general has maybe a little bit of a negative term anyway. We none of us like to be manipulated when we're buying a car or anything like that. But um, so I, I prefer to use adjust if we could going forward. No, yep, adjust yeah. it is. And you can adjust my questions too. That's perfect. Um, okay, so an adjustment. Are all chiropractors doing the same thing, but with you know with different target results? Are you trying to align the spine um, with the? And we'll go into some of the the results and and things, the systems that are affected. But are you doing the same thing? I think the end result broadly is to improve function in the body. And that's what the chiropractic adjustment does. Now, some some doctors of chiropractic uh, are very focused on pain uh, or symptom relief, and that's where they leave it. And the patient, some patients are that's what they're attracted to. Uh, there are also chiropractors out there more of the line of thinking that in which that I view things is that um, we get past the point of improving function or, or helping with symptoms, but we we improve the body's ability to adapt to its environment and function at a high level, which is how it's supposed to be. So chiropractic takes a patient through the spectrum of symptom relief all the way through uh, what we call wellness or, or support, essentially, is, is helping to keep the body working at its optimal level. So depending upon what your goals are as a patient, uh, that may um, influence how you seek out your chiropractor when you're, when you're looking for it. But uh, the end result is to improve the body's ability to heal no matter what. So... Working with the nervous system, working with the spine, can you impact all systems of the body? Yes, and here's how. We know and we understand now, and the science proves it, that the, the brain obviously controls and regulates every function in our body. The brain works a lot like a computer. When a computer starts to, to get old or starts to get overloaded with extra information like viruses, malware, spyware, bloated uh, apps that don't work anymore. It slows down the the computer. It makes the computer work less efficiently. We've all turned our Windows machine on and, and it sits there and takes two hours to load. Whereas remember when we bought it, it pushed the button and it started right up. 
the body, the brain is the same way. The more noise, if you will, the more interference in the nervous information coming into the brain there is, the less efficient the brain will act. And when the brain can't act efficiently, it's still trying to do its job. It just doesn't do it as well. And that's when we start to see the change in function. And eventually we start to see those symptoms. So to answer your question, yes, chiropractic influences the nervous system to do its job better by removing the interference or the stress that it's causing it not to work well. That's really interesting. We're going to talk about some of these things. I think we'll leave that to the second half. What are the biggest myths you'd like to bust right now as far as chiropractic work? Um, Just keep it in the chiropractic space. Sure. Well, you know, I've I've heard lots of things over the years. Uh, We're not real doctors. Um, That's interesting because chiropractors go to school for as long as medical doctors and osteopaths do. We have the same amount of hours. Um, We have similar hours in anatomy and physiology. Um, One of the things that's divergent in our education is the amount of time spent studying pharmaceuticals. And obviously, to chiropractic, we don't prescribe drugs. We, it's not in our scope of practice. It's not how we practice. So we don't really spend a lot of time studying that. Instead, we spend a lot more time studying the function of the body, understanding the skeletal system, the muscular system in a biomechanical perspective, and then obviously spending thousands of hours learning how to adjust the spine and, and other parts of the body. So that's one of the biggest myths. Um, another myth is that all uh, we do is break bones. Uh, that's... <laughs> Obviously not the case, because if that was the case, nobody would be able to practice chiropractic anywhere in the world. It's very safe. Um, another misconception about chiropractic is that it's only for neck pain and back pain. And that's probably that's probably the, the biggest hurdle that I think we still as a profession are still trying to overcome is society has likes to put labels on things and puts chiropractic in a little bit of a box where, <clears throat> you know, it's only going to it's only good if I have headaches or neck pain or low back pain. But, you know, um, my, my three-month-old is is throwing up every time he eats. I don't know why. And I can't go to the chiropractor. That's not going to help. That, you know, that he doesn't have back pain. Why would I go to the chiropractor? Or, um, you know, or, you know, my teenage son's got asthma. You know, I don't, the chiropractic's not going to affect that. Um, you know, the reality of it is, is a chiropractic really doesn't, we're not treating symptoms. We're not treating diseases. We're, we're looking to improve the body's natural ability to heal and function. And, and that is a big, that's a big contrast to Western medicine, the medical paradigm of broke fix. And I think that's, that's probably the biggest misconception. Well, when it recently, comes recently, oh, oh, sorry, you, go ahead. no, you go ahead. I, I was, I was going to say, and then, you know, we could dive into what you see on social media now with TikTok videos and reels and things like that. There's a lot of stuff that's out there just to get attention. And and I don't think that doesn't help. That doesn't help people understand uh, what happens. So there's a lot of sensationalism too. Like lifting somebody up and having their back cracked. That's chiropractic yep. manipulation. Uh, no yeah. adjustment. That's yeah. manipulation, <laughs> not adjustment. Yeah. Um, or, or hearing the stories about, oh, I went to the barber and, you know, he cut my hair and then he just, he twists my neck both sides, makes a lot of noise. And I, I you know, I give him 30 bucks and I leave. You know, Uh, to be fair. And, you know, this just happened to my son. He's recently started with a chiropractor and um, he started for shoulder pain. He dislocated his shoulder. And Mm -hmm. so he's he's uh, with the chiropractor, but he's also um, he lifts. He lifts. So he lifts heavy weights. And so he went to the chiropractor thinking, well, okay, let's see if he can help me with my shoulder. And then he came out with an adjustment uh, neck and, and everything. And he said, honest to God, I think I can hear better. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, 
hear better. And he said, yeah. And But to be fair with these adjustments, he said, the noise and sensation that went through my head when he twisted my neck was unbelievable. Um, and it does take a little, it can be a little shocking, your first adjustment, uh, for sure. But you know, someone who's an athlete, who's who's working hard, pounding all the time or, you know, to me, this is a big area that maybe some athletes don't quite grasp is to get getting adjustments because you're putting a lot of stress on the body. And then, you know, unless you're a perfect athlete, there are probably some strengths, some weaknesses, but this is a big space. Do you see many athletes come into you for adjustments? Absolutely. And not just in my practice. The utilization of chiropractic in general is very, very high um, in professional sports, collegiate sports. Uh, Every NFL team has a chiropractor on staff. I'm fairly certain every NHL team, every Major League Baseball team has a chiropractor on staff. Almost every Division I college football program in the United States is going to have chiropractors either on staff or affiliated with them. So uh, professional athletes are, are especially in the Olympics, same thing, you know, they, they, they take what they do very seriously and their job is to make their body work as best as they can. They realize that chiropractic is an integral part of not the only thing, but an integral part of their ability for their bodies to work at the highest level possible. And, you know, for, for various reasons, um, chiropractic care helps you recover from injuries faster. Chiropractic care helps to improve range of motion, flexibility, it, it help, which is going to help performance. So if you're a high-level athlete or a weekend warrior and you want to reduce your, your uh, recovery time, if you want to increase your performance, if you want to reduce the risk of injury, chiropractic needs to be a part of your routine. And the fact that teams are hiring and uh, they're, uh, it's, it's pervasive in all sports leads me to understand, and everyone else too, I'm sure, that this isn't, okay, come in, we'll have an adjustment, you'll be fine. Um, this is a continual, constant thing with athletes, for sure. But if someone is working with um, an injury or who's not an athlete working with you, I assume that it takes time? Are you ever fixed? Or is this something that, you know, you work with time and time again, it takes some some space to get to where you want to be? You know, that is a that's a great question, Kathy. And, and that's probably one of the, the struggles as a, as a provider that we have when patients come into us, they want that magic fix, they want that magic bullet, the magic wand. I was joking with a, a patient this week. I said, you know, if I was the, the person who could invent that magic wand, I would I would both make everybody in the world really happy and probably be the richest man alive. But neither of those two things are going to happen. <laughs> um, the body doesn't respond that way. And um, in my practice, I use a lot of analogies to help the patients understand. And, and if we get back up one 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 question or two questions ago, one of the well, I think one of the struggles my profession's had for a long time is explaining in words that people understand what we do and what chiropractic does to the body. Mm. And I've learned over the years that if we use analogies and we use language that people understand, it helps just like in any situation, it helps them to, to connect with you and it helps them to understand faster and and, in, in a way that they're willing to accept what you're giving them. So in my office, I like to use the analogy of, of a broken bone. So if, if, you know, most of us have either broken a bone or, or know someone who's broken a bone and you have to typically wear a cast. Let's take your arm, right? You fall in, on the ice and you break your arm. Well, you got to put a cast on it. And initially your broken arm hurts a lot, right? But as soon as that cast goes on, what happens is the body starts the process of healing. 
that process takes time and it takes repetition. And you have to leave that cast on for about eight to 12 weeks. The, the body needs time to do its job. Now you're going to start to reduce pain. You're going to start to feel better. Things are going to change as we work through those eight to 12 weeks of that cast on, but you don't take the cast off until the bonus healed, even though the pain goes away. And, and that analogy helps a lot of people understand that it's not the, the symptom abatement that we're looking for. We're looking for the body to function and to do its job. And then once the cast comes off, you know, the body's ready to go. In the case of what we do with our patients is we want to, you know, ameliorate those symptoms, but at the, po- the same time, once the body is working better, you want to maintain it. So another analogy I use is the analogy of braces. So you wear braces on your teeth, the teeth move into position. Everybody knows that takes time and repetition, right? You have to go to the orthodontist and get them tightened every so often. But once the braces come off, because you don't do the braces for the rest of your life, you have to wear a retainer. And the reason you have to wear that retainer is because the body likes to return to the state that it was in. It likes Mm -hmm. to go back. It follows the path of least resistance. We want to train it to not do that. So we use retainers on the teeth to help kind of set those changes in. And we wait essentially for the cement to dry, if you will. And and that two-step process is really, really important to help the body change how it works. So, um, you know, I joke with my patients sometimes, you know, if you have a cavity and it hurts and you go to the dentist and they, they take the cavity out, they put the filling in, you don't stop brushing your teeth now, right? Now that they fix the cavity problem, right? You've got to continue to do things to make sure that the cavities don't come back because they will if you stop taking care of yourself. So just like eating healthy, right? You can't just, you know, I'm going to eat a salad today and then uh, tomorrow I'm going to go uh, eat six pizzas. Yeah, that's not going <laughs> to, you're not going to win that way. Well, I think the approach to integrative care should be like that. Like the medical space, um, your analogy with the cast and everything, it's one approach. But when we're working with integrative care, oftentimes there's no end point. There are just, right. Uh, a, 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 sorry for saying the word, but just adjustments as you make, you know, going along the (laughs) way, you know, with whether it's Mm -hmm. diet, whether it's exercise, you're making these adjustments and, you know, hopefully continually moving towards better health. We're going to take just a quick break here. Everyone will be back in just a couple of minutes to continue this conversation. You are listening to The Health Hub here on Radio Maria Canada a Catholic voice wherever you are. To contact us and be a part of the show, email thh at radiomaria.ca. We now continue with the program. Here once again is your host, Kathy Biasi. Welcome back. We are talking with Dr. Glenn Jaffe, and we're going to continue on illuminating the world of chiropractic work. Um. We touched upon, or I didn't, but you did, touched upon a bit of the nervous system. Um, I think it behooves us all if you could give us a, a little bit more in-depth understanding of just what the nervous system does and impacts the global view. Sure. So as we said, you know, the brain, the nervous system controls and regulates every function in our body. If if the brain wasn't there, nothing would happen. Nothing would exist, right? However... We do know that um, the body and via the brain, the nervous system is is designed to heal and it's designed to adapt to its environment. So here's what I mean by that. Let's say it is the middle of August and we are in Las Vegas and we are in our air conditioned hotel lobby and it's 71 degrees. 
I don't know what that is, Celsius, for your Canadian listeners. No, we, we swing both say. ways. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you walk outside and it's 115 degrees. What happens to your body? You start to sweat, right? Did you have to think about starting to sweat? No, you didn't, right? Your body was adapting to its environment. The brain noticed the temperature change via the information coming in. And it is programmed to, when this happens, I'm going to do something to cause the body temperature to change, or excuse me, I'm going to do something so that the body temperature doesn't change so that I stay alive. So what did, what does it do, right? You start to sweat. And when we start to sweat, that's the body's ability to try and keep the temperature at a certain, you know, in a certain range. So we joke in my, you know, we don't have sweat-itis when we walk outside, right? The body's responding to its environment. So if the nervous system wasn't capable of, of doing something like that, you know, we would die from that stress of heat. And uh, another one of my analogies I use with our patients is, you know, our body has ability to heal and function. And if it wasn't, we would have died of the stress of a paper cut a long time ago. And everybody laughs and they, and then they go, huh? Yeah, you're right. Actually. Right. Because we don't, the nervous system does its job. We don't have to think about it. If we were in charge of thinking about digesting our food or breathing while we were sleeping again, you know, we'd be, in, we wouldn't be here right now. When that system doesn't work efficiently, doesn't work well for a variety of different reasons, different stresses, it doesn't do its job. And that's when we start to get symptoms. So there's generally in chiropractic, we look at it, there's three kinds of stress. There is physical stress. And when I say stress, I don't, I want to, I want to make this clear that stress is good and bad. Stress causes the body to do its job. And sometimes we want stress, you know, as an example, we go to the gym, right? We lift weights, we run, we stress our body but we are trying to get it to respond to that stress in a way, right? We lift weights because we want to stress the muscles to get stronger. So we have different kinds of stress that cause it, the nervous system to respond. So a lot of times in, in my practice and a lot of chiropractic practices, we, we treat people that sit in a desk chair at a computer for eight to 10 hours a day, five days a week, 50 weeks a year for years and years and years and years. And that repetitive stress of sitting puts a lot of stress into the spine when those joints stop moving correctly because they are under abnormal stress, the nervous system takes that information, has to deal with it, and what comes out on the other end can be headaches, it can be low back pain, it could be asthma, it could be indigestion. The body is, is trying to tell us that there is a problem, and then when the system doesn't work correctly, that's when we get symptoms. The other kinds of stresses that can occur, we have emotional stress. We all understand what that means. Good things and bad things happen. You know, we get filled with the stress of, 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 of a disease diagnosis or, or a loss of a loved one or the elation of winning the lottery or finding out that you're a grandmother, you know, those kinds of stress too. your body's responding to it. You get that, you get that butterfly in your stomach feeling that's your nervous system doing its job. And then there's a chemical stress, which can be controversial, but the reality of it is, is anything that's foreign that goes into your body is a stress. It is foreign and it will cause your body to respond, whether it's food whether the, the quality of food is high or low, or whether it's something in the environment, something we inhale, a chemical, a medicine, a vaccine, anything that goes into the body that's foreign will cause the nervous system to respond. So, you know, integratively, we understand why a diet and health is so healthy and so important, why taking care of your mental uh, capabilities and your, your, your strategies for, you know, understanding your emotions is so important, why mindfulness is so important, why, why stretching and exercising is so important, you know, all these things that 
unfortunately, the meta model hasn't really embraced very well. And, and when we understand that we, we can uh, approach the nervous system this way, that's when function improves. That's when health improves. That's when um, eating, a, eating better is better for you because your body can handle that food better. A couple of things that, ha- you know, just popped into my, my mind space. Um, we talk, You talked about the digestive system. You quickly mentioned sleep. So chiropractic work for longevity seems to be something, you know, when you talk about muscle joints and stiffness, um, you want to be able to move well when you're 80, 90 years old. All of this comes into play. All of the health of the body comes into play. And chiropractic work to me is undervalued in the longevity space. Now, I I guess following through with that, should chiropractic work be considered a preventative integrative um, modality? Absolutely. And, And we can just from the pure biomechanical perspective that you bring up to have joints move, to have flexibility and range of motion in tissues, the only way joints will continue to move correctly <clears throat> is if they can move correctly. And I know that sounds like a little innuendo there, but you know, when things don't move over time, the body will lock them down because it doesn't view them as being necessary. And then that abnormal stress builds. And over time, the body responds to that abnormal stress. So I'm going to give you another analogy and I'm becoming the king of analogies here. But when you have a, a tissue in your body that's under abnormal stress for a long period of time, the body actually starts to change the tissue in response to that stress. So we think about if we uh, do a lot of work with our hands, uh, you know, or if we're a gardener, we do a lot of weightlifting, we get those calluses on our hands, right? And if you put your fingers down and feel them right now, even if you don't do a lot of that work, you can tell that that area right where your fingers are at your hand, the, the skin is rougher there. If you go home and you find someone who's a child who's six and you, ru- you rub your fingers there, you're not going to feel that callus. And that's the body's response to that stress. It's responding in the way that it's programmed to. So if over time we keep the joints in our body and our spine specifically moving as best as we can, the chance of arthritis, degenerative change is going to be significantly reduced. The more degenerative change or arthritis we have in our body. And when I say arthritis, I'm referring to osteoarthritis, which Mm -hmm. is the most common and most pervasive. And that is the one that's typically associated with age, that the, the incidence of that is going to be significantly reduced. Is it going to never show up? Absolutely not. There's no way to prevent it, but you can do things to mitigate it in, in a very high level. I have patients who come in, I, I can think of one right now, she's 83 years old and um, she still plays golf three days a week. You can do that down here in North Carolina in the winter, <laughs> but she she's a machine. We do it with a colored ball up here in the snow. (laughs) (laughs) She gets on her bike, her Peloton and rides every day. She does the leg machine and she plays golf three days a week. And, and she, I mean, she's so fit and she keeps going, but she understands that regular chiropractic care us along with everything else. It's when to continue to keep her quality of life as high as she can keep it for as long as she wants. And ultimately I think like you're saying, Kathy, quality of life as high as it can be is everyone's ultimate goal. Well, movement is key. I mean, we talk about that all the time, but where you fit in, and you can certainly correct me if I'm wrong, you're giving the proper pathways and laneways so movement can happen efficiently, effectively, and um, with as least amount of pain as possible. Is that a correct analogy? Uh, Absolutely. 
Excellent. One area that interests me a lot is, and when I was looking on your website and everything, you have a, a little one on your table. How yes. young can kids come to see you? Kids, babies, infants? Well, the youngest person I've ever adjusted was five minutes old. Oh. It was my oldest daughter. Uh, we had a water birth. And as she was born, I got to greet her and bring her into the world. It was probably my Mount Rushmore of events. That's mm-hmm. probably one of them in my life. Um, but I, I, after I, I received her and put her up on my wife's chest and, and she nursed her a little bit, I went up and I, I checked her atlas, which is the top bone in her neck. Birth is one of the most traumatic and um, uh, potentially long experiences we will have in our life. My, my oldest daughter's birth was unfortunately... My wife was in labor for almost 40 hours. Uh, That's a whole nother story. Um, But I I was able to, to feel and, and the Atlas bone, which is the one right below our skull was, was not aligned correctly. And all I did was with the tip of my pinky finger, I just touched it very, very gently with less pressure than I would if you were touching a very ripe tomato to make an indent in it. And just that little tiny bit and it it just shifted just a just a hair just kind of melted a little bit and that was it and so birth is really you know really the best time to get adjusted because you're starting life off the right way you're reducing interference um but i any age really but yeah i see a lot of kids that come in um sometimes right after birth sometimes a few months in uh, and there's different milestones and things that happen in their development. And if you're a mom or a dad listening to this, you know the progression of being an in, a newborn to an infant to a toddler to walking. There's a lot of things that can happen, and there's a lot of developments that happen that we want to to uh, walk alongside that baby with to help them uh, reach those milestones and keep going as best as they can. And it can impact, you know, adjustments in a proper alignment of the spine can impact at a very young age digestion, sleep. Um, do you recommend that parents bring uh, in a preventative space? I would say that parents take their child to a chiropractor or a baby to a chiropractor. It's a scary thing for some, I would imagine. It it can be because a lot of it is because of what's unknown. <clears throat> Excuse me. If we, if we think about again, all those shocking videos that we see in the movies and things, that's not how chiropractic is applied to, to infants and, and toddlers and children. It is, it is the same approach. We are trying to affect the same change, but we are using a different tool, if you will. Um, we use very gentle adjustments. And, and when we adjust kids, generally, like I said with my daughter, it's it's a, what we call a sustained hold, or we just hold a little tiny bit of pressure and allow the body to, to adapt to that and you feel things change. The reason for that is, is that kids have not been around in their life on earth experiencing stress like adults do. So their tissues are very, very, very easily changed. And then because of that, we can see a profound effect on their nervous system by measuring function change in a a very quick way compared to adults. Um, Children that that are brought into me, I can give you an example. A couple of weeks ago, we had a a guy, a little guy who was about three weeks old and he was having trouble um, breastfeeding enough where he was getting enough food. So the mom was, was able to breastfeed on one side, but she would turn around and try and get him to latch on the other side. And he wasn't latching very well, getting a lot of air in 
and he was spitting up a lot. And as a result, he wasn't wasn't growing as quickly as he was. He wasn't putting on weight like he was supposed to. We found out that he couldn't turn his head very well to the left as opposed to turning it to the right. So if he couldn't turn his head in a, in, in a way that he could latch onto the breast correctly, he wasn't going to get what he needed. So what we did was we, we very simply and gently created some change in how his upper part of his neck and his head was turning with adjustments. I gave the mom a couple of different strategies to do. And in about a week's time, he was feeding like a champ, sleeping like a champ and not throwing up much at all. I think that's fascinating. And, you know, I don't think it's I don't think chiropractic work is the first place that new parents would go to or any parents actually for the, for young ones would go to. I think it's a really important point um, to be made. Very, very important point. Yeah. Now, and Kathy, so, if I could follow up with that yeah. real quick. There, there is a lot of specialized training that some chiropractors will will engage in to understand how to apply chiropractic to infants and prenatal and postnatal situations. And there are a lot of doctors out there who have this training. So if you are interested in looking for uh, a doctor near you to provide this care for your your child, make sure that the doctor you choose is is understands because chiropractic in kids is different than chiropractic in adults and and. Like I said, it's it's the same same outcome we're trying to to achieve, but there is a different approach to it. Well, thank you for pointing that out. I think sure. it's really important. Um, let's talk about you as you evolve as a practitioner, as you evolve, you know, from your practice. What are you doing outside of adjustments and working with patients? I've, I realized early on in practice that um, no one is going to come save the chiropractors, and no one's going to be our voice. And if no one's going to be our voice, then our patients ultimately will not receive the care that they deserve or that they should get, they should get and have access to. So I have been working a lot with the North Carolina Chiropractic Association for almost 10 years to, to help the voice of chiropractic so that we can serve more patients and that more people have more access to care here in North Carolina. And I served on the board of that association for nine years, and I served two years as president. And recently, I was elected to the board of a national association called Cairo Congress. And here in the United States, we have over 50 state associations, and most of them are members of Cairo Congress. And, and our job in Cairo Congress is to support those state associations so that they can do that work on the ground in those different states. And I feel very compelled to do that because I, I feel so passionately about what we do in chiropractic and that it deserves to be available to more people. And the more we can we can take that message and share it with other people in a way that makes sense and they can see the results and they can see that chiropractic is something that needs to be an equal part of the healthcare model, not just a fringe part and not just used for, like we said, you know, neck and back pain, that there's so much more to it. And that voice needs to be heard. And, and, and I wanna keep carrying that banner and I, I, I enjoy that work. I enjoy talking to people who maybe don't understand what chiropractic is all about and, and giving them information and watching them change their mind. Um, it's really, it's really fascinating, but I, I just enjoy the advocacy work and it, it, it really is. It's a lot of fun for me too. Do you see a shift at all from like generally speaking, do you get referrals from medical professionals? Is that, is I that do. something you do? Okay. I do. And that, that's probably the, the biggest thing that I've seen change in the last maybe about 10 or 12 years mm-hmm. um, as, as the newer uh, medical doctors come in 
and and kind of establishing themselves and become the, the, the you know the majority of doctors out there they they don't have the same preconceived notions that you know maybe the previous generations medical um providers were given or or assumed now it doesn't mean it doesn't exist but it's definitely there's a lot more integration and, and referrals um in my practice we we work back and forth with pain management doctors we work back and forth with orthopedic doctors uh, midwives, um, uh, doulas, birth professionals, pelvic floor PT, massage therapists. Um, I have a couple dentists that I work with. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of it. The the struggle that I see in the United States and maybe in other parts of the world too is the hospital systems are getting to the point where they control almost every primary care practice out there, and it's tough for the providers to step out and refer to patients that aren't or to providers that aren't in the family. And so that's probably the biggest disadvantage that the patients have is that they maybe don't, they aren't given the choices that they, maybe they could for that reason. So I think that's one of the, the relationships that needs to be worked on on both sides. And that's why we're doing what we're doing here today is to give yeah. people the knowledge and the tools. And I've always said, if you can ask the right questions, you'll be going down the path to getting the right answers. And we, you know, and we can't, you can't just blame this in my opinion. I can't, we can't just throw this all in the medical profession. We need to take responsibility for our health. Um, you know, just like if you were learning to do something, learn about your health, learn the modalities out there and ask questions. And when you start asking questions, you'll start getting answers. Um, we have to take our health into our own hands. Thank you so much for being with this is really it taught me quite a bit today. Um, if people wanted to, you know, I, I, I know that people in Canada really can't go once or twice a week to see you. But <laughs> is there, you know, can people contact you to maybe get some more information about car or maybe even just to what should I be looking for in a chiropractor here? Absolutely. The best way to find a, a chiropractor or really any kind of provider, it, it, unless you have a referral ask around, ask your community, ask your tribe, who do you go to? Who do you see? Who do you hear good things about? And, and listen to the answers. If you start to hear, you know, Dr. Smith's practice, Dr. Smith's name multiple times from people, then that might be a place you want to go ex explore. Um, but, but just like anything else, go check them out online, go see what their social media looks like. You know, does it look like the kind of practice that you want to be a part of? Um, is, does it speak to you? Um, don't just, you know, pick them out of your insurance panel or just don't pick them because, uh, you know, they're, they're two stops down from your house. That, that may not be the right place for you. Um, and if you go somewhere and you find that you don't click with them, then change. It's okay. Um, you've got to do what's best for you. And sometimes we have patients come into our office and it's not a good fit and that's okay. I want them to find uh, the best place for them. So we will try and do our best to, to connect them with someone who who has what they are looking for, who can serve them better than I can. I have no ego with this. I There's too many people out there that that I know haven't even seen a chiropractor. So I, I, I'm i I'm always, I want to do my best. And, and I know that, that that's the best way to do it. So that's what I would say. Um, if I can help you find somebody near you, please reach out to me. I, I, I know people all over the country. I know some people in Canada. I have a lot of networks that I've created by doing this work with the associations. And I'd love to be able to help your listeners or anybody you know, get you connected with somebody that can take care of you. Um, our website, uh, I think is in your show notes. Our, uh, you can reach out to us on social media, on Instagram or Facebook. 
um, send us a message there and, and be happy to help any way I can. Yes, the show notes will have all the contact information. Thank you so much for taking the time today to be with us. Very enjoyable conversation. Thank you, Kathy. I, I, I appreciate the time and, and uh, I hope everyone has a great day. Everybody, we'll talk to you next week on The Health Hub. been listening to The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi, here on Radio Maria Canada.